If Sunday's sad news of the North Carolina basketball season ending wasn't bad enough for you, two North Carolina Tar Heels jumped right into the transfer portal on the first day it opened. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Coming up on the show, we are going to get into talking about these guys getting into the transfer portal. We're going to talk about Coach Davis's final top of the hill, uh, Hubert Davis show on Monday night. But right out of the gate, folks, I don't know about you, I'm tired of having to have these therapy sessions. It feels like just about every show right now. The loss to Virginia, the not getting into the tournament, the ending the season, and now this. But you know what? We're going to get through it together, right? Because misery loves company, and so that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. So we're going to get through this together. We've been through it before with this program. Think of 2002. Think of 2010. Think of <laughs> a couple of the last years, like the, the year with Cole Anthony. But this is a proud and fantastic program that is going to find its way back. Don't you worry. It might not be next year. Hopefully it will be, but they're going to get back. But right out of the gate, you know what? Mary Mercer, here are, is your box of tissues. Merry Christmas to you. While you're doing that, folks, I'm just going to be over here eating one last lemon Oreo to celebrate the end of all this. <laughs> Very seriously, as I'm chewing, here I was ready to hop on today's show and say, all right, folks, I just want to remind you that on Monday, the transfer portal opened. We've got, um, you know, these, these official uh, transfer portal windows now. So keep in mind to be on the lookout for any transfer portal news. But it turns out that it's not going to be a reminder. It's going to be, oh, let's get down to brass tacks because it's already happening in Chapel Hill. So keep in mind, legitimately, there are these official transfer windows now for college basketball. It's the day after Selection Sunday, so yesterday, Monday, and then it stays open for 60 days. So if I can count the calendar right, that means day 60 of the transfer portal, the day it closes will be Thursday, May 11th, or when that day ends, I guess I should say. So mark that on your calendar if you want to. But as I said, the news has already happened. Monday evening, you might have been sitting down to eat supper as I was. Officially, we learned that Justin McCoy was entering the transfer portal, and then in very short succession after that, learned the same about freshman Tyler Nickel. And unfortunately, this is all unfolding in real time as the Hubert Davis live show was going on at top of the hill. The, the final one of the season. Yikes. Um, sounds like from some people that have reported back, it was a little bit of an, uh, some awkward moments there during the show. Um, and so I, I'm curious to learn more about that. I, I personally wasn't there. <laughs> As for, let's, let's look at each of these guys deciding to transfer. Justin McCoy. This news is not shocking to me. Um, I, I, I had thought that he might transfer ahead of the season we just finished. 
he didn't. And, and I, I understand that he's uh, by all accounts, a very nice young man, a great teammate is, is there um, and is accountable. Um, but frankly, he didn't and wasn't going to have a role for this team. I mean, you remember thinking back to like the Virginia game at, at Virginia when both Armando Baycott and Pete Nance were out. Jalen Washington played, and then when Washington was out, McCoy would come in some, but it just it didn't go well. And then he basically was on the bench the rest of the season from that point. And so this one isn't all that shocking to me, I believe. Um, he was listed as a senior this year, and so probably I, I believe if if I've counted back through his career, he has one more year of eligibility left. But the other one, the Tyler Nickel side of things, ah, <sighs> uh, this one was it was shocking to me, not not because of how things have gone. That's not shocking at all to me. It's shocking to me because of the things that Tyler himself has said about what this year was going to be like he knew it was a year to come in be behind people grow learn and then be ready to start contributing contributing at a high level next year and on and so this one i I mean obviously i'm sad about justin mccoy you never want to see these young men leave the program but the tyler nickel one in particular from an actual basketball standpoint it's like man that one that one stings it's like Yikes. Um, but again, it's not shocking based on how things went this year in terms of um, like if you just looked at the playing time aside from the comments that Tyler himself has made, that's not shocking, right? Uh, he just didn't have the opportunity opportunity to play or develop very much this year. And in the era of the transfer portal, if that's not happening, then people are going to leave. And it's hard to come to grips with that new reality because you think, well, you're going to get that time next year, right? Like you think back to somebody like Joel Berry, who has publicly talked about potentially wanting to quit um, in his freshman season and his parents were like, no, bro, you got to keep going. So Justin McCoy, Tyler Nickel, both gone from the program. And I want to say a couple things here. I've got four of them for you. Number one, keep in mind, again, I just said it, but let me say it more firmly. This is the new normal of college basketball. It is not just the Tar Heels. This will be all around the nation that people will be entering the transfer portal. Um, And even on Monday, the the first day of it, there was a record for the first day. So it's just only going to grow year after year after year. Number two, these are probably not the only transfers out. Again, it's the reality of what the new world is. Number three, roster management is incredibly difficult now that's not just basketball i mean it's got to be even worse for college football because of how many more um, roster spots there are but even managing a basketball roster it's so incredibly difficult because of timelines and not knowing who's going and coming and all that and then fourthly uh to remember is that now you not only have to recruit players from high school or wherever you have to re-recruit the players that are already on your roster And so that is a very difficult thing to manage and one that coach Davis and the coaching staff are doing. They immediately on Monday after the season ended, went into talking with players, talking with their families, and those will be on going. Speaking of which really interesting coach Davis talked on his show on Monday night at top of the Hill about his thoughts on the transfer portal said that he wishes it could go back to sitting out a year, um, 
because he said, and I very much resonate with this. He said, in anything in life, there's going to be rainy days and speed bumps. And those are what make you the person you are. He said, I never experienced a year as a player where there was only sunny days. There were always some rocky times. And I have found such benefit and such joy in those rocky times to be able to enjoy the sunny days more when they come. And it made me the player that I was. He said, with the transfer portal, any hint of adversity now, it gives somebody a right to leave and the opportunity to think the grass is greener on the other side. And then he finished. And this is where it got a little bit interesting. You know what's big for me is commitment and your word in staying committed. <laughs> and so um, interesting stuff there. I, I resonate with so much, again, I, of what Coach Davis said about um, the, the character building aspect of going through the ups and downs of a season. And that's absolutely true. But it is also true that now in this new era, when players face that adversity, they can just get out. That is not great for building programs. It's not great for players in their development. And also, this is interesting about what Coach said about the commitment. Now, does that mean you committed to come here? And I, not that I think less of you, but if you leave, that means you're not honoring your commitment. Or does it mean like you committed to come here, but we've been having ongoing discussions. You told me you were going to leave and I respect that, right? Like I would imagine that's probably more what coach Davis would say if he was able to, to spend more time with that, but um, just really interesting stuff here. But ultimately the bottom line, we know now that both Justin McCoy and Tyler Nickel are gone from the program. Obviously, we're going to talk lots more um, as we go throughout things and we find out others who are leaving either through transfer or to turn pro. And obviously with the transfer portal open, that also now means that Carolina will start reaching out in the transfer portal to bring players in. Speaking of which, what does all of this with, with McCoy and with nickel mean for Carolina's scholarship situation? Well, you know, I love numbers. You know, I love to unpack it. And that's exactly what we're going to do next. But first, this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by FanDuel. Listen, folks, the NCAA tournament is here. Tar Heels, unfortunately, aren't in it. But now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app because it's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores. Make sure to check out all the great possibilities for the NCAA tournament that tips off Thursday. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So do not miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn all about it. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? 
There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. Okay, by the way, if you are filling out brackets, which I know a lot of you probably aren't because it's like Tar Heels are out, I'm out as well. Totally get that. But if you're in, would love for you to check out our bracket breakdown show on the Locked On College Basketball podcast, which I'm one of the co-hosts of. Great stuff where we went through the entire bracket, breaking it down. You can find it on YouTube and anywhere else. So Justin McCoy, Tyler Nickel are out for the 2023-24 season. That's weird to start thinking about. So let me set up North Carolina's scholarship situation so you can start to think about, okay, what can Carolina bring in? What might that look like? All of that math. I'm going to break it down for you. I've got some visuals and all that good stuff for those of you who are watching on YouTube. For college basketball, you get 13 scholarships per season that you can dole out to your team. Those are 13 full-ride scholarships. Keep in mind, each of these are only one-year commitments. So like... Let's say you are, your name is Jim Bob Sonic Drink. I've got a Sonic Drink in my hand. That'd be a funny name. Hey, what's up, Jim Bob Sonic Drink? And Jim Bob Sonic Drink commits to my school. That is, I'm only having to commit to him a one-year scholarship. Now, I'm not going to be a tool of a coach and pull his scholarship unless he does something idiotic, but it's not a four-year commitment. One year at a time and you renew. Now, so this year with those 13 scholarships, here who was on, here is who was on scholarship for North Carolina this season that just finished. Fifth-year players who were using their COVID eligibility, that's Pete Nance and Leaky Black. Keep in mind, those scholarships that go to people using COVID eligibility, that does now count against this 13 scholarship max. It didn't the first year or two, but now starting the year we just finished, it does count against that quota. And then seniors, two of those obviously are Armando Baycott and then Justin McCoy, three juniors, Puff Johnson, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, two sophomores, DeMarco Dunn, Dontre Styles, and the four freshmen, Jalen Washington, Will Shaver, Tyler Nickel, and Seth Trimble. And all that adds up to 13. Now, I'm going to bring up the chart that I like to use. This is a chart that I make that just shows where the scholarship availability is in real time. For those of you who are listening and not watching, I will talk through this as though I'm a radio announcer rather than a TV announcer so you can keep up with what's going on. If you follow me on Twitter or anything, you have seen this chart. I posted it on uh, Monday evening after the transfers were made public. So let me explain what this is showing and what it's not showing. So right now it shows the 2023-24 season out through the 27-28 season because that's as far as anyone who is currently committed to to Carolina would stay. So that's the freshman class of the 24-25 season. That's how long they could stay. So it shows everyone who is possibly uh, going to be on the roster through those five seasons. Now, it's obviously not going to play out like this. For example, it's got Ian Jackson for all four years that he could possibly be at Carolina. This young man is going to be a phenomenal basketball player and will not be at Carolina four years. This chart just shows what is possible. 
Ian Jackson could be at North Carolina through the 27-28 season. So that's what we're seeing. It's color-coded to show the classes. So the super seniors, those using COVID eligibility, are in red. Seniors in orange. Juniors in like a yellowy thing. Sophomores in blue and freshmen in green. If anybody's red-shirting, it shows an RS by their name. Um, and then a double asterisk for anyone who has COVID eligibility, which thank goodness the only people like the, the upcoming senior class, so RJ, Caleb, and Puff, those are the that's the final class with a COVID year of eligibility. And after that, all that extra math is out the window. And so that is good. So that's what it's showing. Also, as you look at this, this document, I do not have Armando Baycott's name on the list. Part of the reason for that is... Um, ultimately he's a senior and he's done. And so it's kind of like innocent until proven guilty. Uh, the assumption is that he moves on. If he decides to stay, we'll add his name back into this chart and then I'll send out a new one. And that's how that's going to be. So basically each year, what a coach is trying to do, especially in this wild time of roster management is trying to decide how and if to use all 13 of those scholarships. There's nothing that says that you have to. And so in several years where you see a coach use one of these scholarships for a walk-on, that's what they're doing is they only used 11 or 12 for scholarship level players and then give another to a walk-on. So let's do the math here. If there were 13 that were used last year, you already know that Pete Nance and Leaky Black were going to be gone after this year, no matter what. So that gets you from 13 down to 11. We just talked about Armando Baycott, right? We know that right now we're not including him in this math. So let's take his out as well. And that moves you down to 10 of the 13 scholarships used. But then uh, also uh, let's take out Justin McCoy. Let's take out Tyler Nichols. So that takes you from 10 down to eight scholarships used for next season but then also you got to add in next year's freshman class of Zayden High and Simeon Wilcher and so that excuse me brings you back to 10 scholarships currently used for next season and that means as of right now as of the moment of this recording uh, there are no other transfers we know of yet but obviously that's going to unfold in the days and weeks ahead Carolina right now has three scholarships that are free and available to use at whatever discretion coach Hubert Davis wants, right? Because he uses a short rotation, he might not want anymore. Some coaches are saying like, I, I don't want to bring in a lot of scholarship guys because uh, I know I'm not going to play any more than 10. So I'll use 10 scholarships and give the other three to my walk-ons. So be it. That's great if that's what you want to do. But I would imagine Coach Davis is going to want to use these. So he gets together with the coaching staff and says, all right, guys, what do we want? What do we need that was missing from the team this year in addition to what we're losing? And let's go get that. So I think the first thing you got to think about is, is Armando Baycott gone? If Armando Baycott's gone, you got to go get somebody like him, right? A big kind of bruising big to operate on the inside. If he's back, that that's a different calculus. That means you've got 11 scholarships awarded next year and you've only got two slots left. And you might still want to go get a, a bulkier big guy that can give Mondo some true uh, bench minutes when necessary. Part of this also, what do you want? Part of it is the, the lineup construction that Coach Davis wants to use. We're going to talk more about that 
um, tomorrow of, of on Wednesday show about coach Davis being able to really work in the guys that he wants. So that's part of it as well is, is what is the lineup you want to use? Do you want to continue to use one big stretch for, for round one? Do you want to use a five out thing? And instead of a player like Mondo, do you want like a Jalen Washington at the five, a stretch four, and we can play a legit five out that changes who you are looking for as well. We obviously know Carolina needs shooting. So uh, maybe you use two of these three scholarships to just go get somebody who is an absolute bucket from outside because Carolina did not do that this year and they need, need shooting. So maybe you start to look at the transfer portal as it fills up. Are there any legit stretch fours that are more in the, the Brady manic mold of just shooting 35 to 40% from three while being a legit stretch there? Are there any legit bigs? Is there someone like our of Armando's, you know, capability, skill set, body type? Somebody like DJ Burns from NC State, right? Like that type of body who is that big bruising guy that can operate in the middle, draw some pressure from the guards, right? Suck them inside, allow guys to hit from outside, which then pulls those defenders out and gives that interior guy more room to operate. So that's what we're looking at. That's what this chart is. Again, it's not showing what actually will happen. Um, it's just showing what could happen. So as you see that, I don't want I don't want you sending me some tweets that says, "Oh Isaac, you're such an idiot." There's no way that Simeon Wilch is still going to be playing for Carolina in 26-27. Yeah, I know. This chart is once again just showing what Simeon Wilcher could do if he wanted to stay around for all that time. So hopefully this is a helpful image for you. Again, for those of you listening, if it if it's not making too much sense, pull it up on my Twitter. Uh, while while you're listening or or go hop on the YouTube and watch it there. So uh, obviously we will continue to update this scholarship availability numbers and math as more information comes out about transfers out, transfers in, and everything of that nature. Well, folks, we learned more from Coach Davis directly at his show on Monday at Top of the Hill about the decision not to enter into the NIT. We also heard uh, from him about two specific areas that he thinks Carolina needs to get much better at next year. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, on Coach Davis's live show at Top of the Hill on Monday night, he touched on multiple things, but there are three specific things I want to look at. Number one, he shed some more light on the decision not to play in the NIT. Quite frank, I'm going to tell you, but quite frankly, it was, it was pretty generic information. And then he dove into two areas that Carolina needed to get better in going forward. And so on, on the NIT, he said things like this. He thought, Coach Davis did, that... Um, what was best was to start the process right now, meaning Sunday night, um, building the team and building the program for next year. Let's not belabor the point. Let's just call it what it is and get on 
Um, some of that might be like, hey, we want to get an early start in the transfer portal. And if we're busy trying to play, remember last year, he talked about, I'm trying to get us ready for a sweet 16 game, but then I got to talk to this potential transfer, right? Like you do get rid of all of that. So um, that is the thing is you can immediately start looking at transfer portal guys, pinpointing who you want. Um, he talked about um, there's just different factors that are at play when I was in college. So it felt like turning the page was the right thing. So I think to me, reading between those lines, he's speaking about things like NIL and transfer portal and pressures from social media standpoint, all of that kind of stuff, I think plays into it. And ultimately the decision was to uh, forgo the NIT and move on looking ahead to next year. Let's see what we got to do to get better. If you listen to Monday's show, you know that I, I was pretty disappointed with the decision to not play in the NIT. I thought it would have been a great opportunity for Carolina for, for a multitude of reasons. I'll let you go back and listen to all of that. Um, but again, Coach Davis is the head coach of this team, and you want to respect uh, his decisions and the decisions of the players as to what they did with this. But as to what he said about getting better, two areas. Number one, and this is the one he spent more time on, and I just don't know where I'm at with it. I, I'm going to tell you where I'm at with it, but I, you'll understand. He, he was talking about depth. Coach said you have to have that depth meaning guys consistently playing consistent minutes. He said, and that's something that I really want to do next year, not only to have a more consistent bench, I want the consistency in terms of minutes and the role to be consistent throughout the year. That's something that I really want to develop next year. Okay, here's the thing. I want to believe that, I really do. But we have begged and pleaded for that all this year. Why? Because we heard from Coach Davis last offseason that that was the plan. And we also saw what happened in the uh, last season where that, that was the hope and it didn't happen. And so at this point, you do, you know, we talked so much last offseason about it. it's a small sample size. Who knows what actually is going to happen with the depth. Um, and, and I think there was some a little bit more depth utilized this year. I need to go start diving into the, the percentages of how the bench was used this year versus last year. That'll be really interesting deep dive on that. But at this point, it's like, well, coach, that's up to you. You know, like if, if you want to develop those roles, which I agree with, that needs to happen. That's up to you and the coaching staff to do it. And so you just do it. And again, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know what's going on in the locker room or at practice because coach always talks about that's where, um, you earn your playing time is in practice. And so we have to recognize that we don't see that practice is closed. Right. And so um, that's all part of this equation, but it is a fact that for two years, th there's not been much depth utilized. We, I, I believe there was better role definition last year, especially as Carolina was playing well down the stretch. We got a little bit more of that this year, but it just didn't gel. And so maybe that's why I'm a little bit jaded on uh, on that bench depth. So I'm hopeful, but I'm not expectant of next year, these roles to be defined and bench depth. Do you agree with me on that? Let me know in the comments or, or on Twitter, wherever you are. Uh, do you feel like you've kind of been burned by expecting this for two years? Or are you hopeful that next year there will be a legit change with use of depth? And until that happens, I think we'll continue to see some guys transfer out. By the way, I was dead wrong 
on Tyler Nickel. I, I need to put my hand up and own that. I, I have anyone that's asked, I said, nope, Tyler Nickel will be back just because of what he has said personally. So uh, that's wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> and then the other thing that Coach Davis said the team needs to do improve on, and this is the biggest no-brainer of all time, but is shooting. This team is, uh, I haven't gone back and looked at where it landed, but for a while it was in danger of being the worst three-point shooting team in Carolina history. I think they landed next to last. I'll, I'll get all that data and we'll talk about it obviously in days to come. But Man, it's just, you got to shoot better next year. Coach Davis talked about a lot of the guys that shot so well last year didn't this year, and there's something to that. But there's also Pete not being Brady. I mean, obviously, that's the biggest factor. There's Caleb not shooting as Caleb did. There's RJ Davis's finger. That played a role in it, too. There's the lack of development of Puff or others stepping up to make threes at the level we hoped for. So um, that's part of why in that last segment, as we talk about who do you go get, as you look to fill up those three scholarships that are open currently, you got to go get shooting. Just dudes who can knock it down with a hand in their face. Maybe they got some height, like a, a, a Cam Johnson type who's got size, got height, and can just make a shot over anybody. So depth and shooting. We obviously look to see strides for that next year. Well, lots more coming up this week as we continue to unpack the end of the basketball season, getting ready for the women's team's first game, keeping up to date on what's going on around other Carolina athletics. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the show today. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Locked On Heels, and at Isaac Shade. Email the show, Locked On Tar Heels at gmail.com. And do not forget to subscribe once again. Major thanks to all of you who have done that. We just crossed over 5,000. It is awesome that we have gotten there and this community continues to grow as we continue to have counseling sessions together. Also, don't forget to smash the like button, leave comments, and for your next listen, check out the Locked on College Basketball podcast where we're talking all things NCAA tournament right now, coaching carousel stuff. It's a lot of fun. Available on YouTube and anywhere else you get podcasts. Hey, even though we're, we're in our fields again today, I want to remind you, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace. <laughs>